0: Hello again everybody, welcome to another episode of the Atlantic Bushcraft Adventures. Tonight, episode 32, uh, we're going to be chatting basically about why we choose the gear we do. Um, I know myself, sometimes I have some oddball gear and I get the question, so why do you use that? So we thought we'd talk a little bit about that tonight, because there is actually some thought process behind this, or at least there is for me. I'm sure Ben has his own thought process too. It's not just random stuff we pull out of the, well, sometimes it's random stuff I pull out of the bag, but generally I do have a little bit of thought process behind this. Um, But yeah, I I do have some quirky stuff. I mean, like, I always used to use a machete instead of an axe. I just liked it. Like, it's quirky. You know what I mean? I'm sure you must have some quirky stuff too there, do you, Ben? Ah, uh, I'm sure I do, and yeah. Um,
1: one of the things that's uh, sort of what kind of brought this whole thing together. I, I'd lost a tent peg the other day, and it was a really cheap, crappy tent peg, honestly. But I got to thinking, like, why? Why did I care about this tent peg? In fact, is it? It just fit. It worked with my gear. It, it fit in in a place. It it had a had a spot that it worked with. And it kind of got me thinking about this whole subject of what, why do we grab the certain things we do? What are we looking for when we look for gear? Not, and, and and this isn't about, you know, hammock versus tent or down versus synthetic. This is about, uh, the individual piece of gear. And if, if you had apples and apples, why would you choose one apple over the other type deal? Uh, and I know quirky gear, but just, yeah, why, why did we, we go with the method we go with? There's so many options and so many reasons. What's the driving force between each of our, our kind of decisions? Um, so that was kind of what I was thinking about. Uh, quirky gear is, is cool. Uh, and some people, I think, choose gear because of the color or the aesthetics. Uh, you might <laughs> choose it for comfort or all kinds of reasons so uh yeah um where do you want to go like how do you want to start this i guess from here
0: so i guess for me i i just mentioned quirky gear because i do have some weird stuff but much like you i do have a thought process behind why i pick some of the gear i do so i guess one of the big things i look for in gear and Maybe you're much along the same. Uh, ben and I actually never chatted about this at all, so this is a completely open discussion, so everybody's gonna be surprised. But anyway, uh, something I look for is weight. Like, um, weight does become a factor for gear that I take with me. It's not necessarily the ultimate deciding factor. But it is a factor. I don't want something that's going to be incredibly heavy, regardless of how good of a job it does. If it weighs 40 pounds, there's a good chance it's not going to make it into my everyday gear bag. I try to balance that bit of functionality that I'm looking for against the weight of something. Um So a, a good example is I always carried the machete, because, and that's why I said about quirky gear. I carried the machete because it was actually a couple pounds lighter than the ax I had at the time. And to me, it was a better trade off. I was still getting kind of the same function, not really, but kind of the same function, but I was saving a couple pounds. And when I was trekking into the woods and going a pretty good distance, um, to me, it was just a better benefit. It was a, it was a deciding factor with that. Uh, What about you? What's
1: do you? So similar in that regard, weight plays a, a fairly big factor for me, but bulk seems to play as probably a bigger factor as anything so for it to fit in my pack or attached to my pack to be weight. I got three words right down here for this. It's packability, bulk, and weight. Um, something strapped to the outside of your back comfortably, they're not bouncing around, or something just fit into your pack. Uh, my uh, Agua Cannon uh, saw Beautiful saw, great saw. I have a pack It doesn't fit in. It doesn't attach well to it. So then I get the thinking, like, is it the saw? Is it the pack? But in the end, it's that it all kind of works together. It fits together. Um, and weight is a huge factor in that. Like you say, if it's big and, if it's big and heavy, it probably won't make it to my pack. If it's small, compact and light. It's really close. And you don't always get all these things together. You you kinda looking for that nice balance of fitting and, and being usable and being light enough to not be a problem. Uh, so those are the things that I kinda look for, something that's
0: packable. Uh. Yeah, and I, it's actually not even on my list. I actually have five deciding factors is what I narrowed it down to. And apparently it should be six, because packability is actually very important and it just never even thought about. It. But yeah, a hundred percent. If you can't get it in your bag, it's no good to you. Cause you need to be able to take it to where you're going. So that's actually an excellent point. Like I said, and I completely just glossed right over it. So I feel, I feel a little less than adequate with my <laughs> five now, but, yeah, great point. I absolutely love that packability, hundred percent. If I can't get it in my pack, if I can't get it to where I'm going, it's absolutely no good to me, because it can be light, like it can be made of carbon fiber and only weigh like a pound. But if it's this big, what are you gonna do with it? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I mean that's 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 the kind of thing. Like you look at the foam mats you can carry, and they don't weigh much; they're virtually weightless, but they're bulky. And you see a lot of people go with uh, the more lightweight inflatable ones. They're, they're like almost like inflatable like bubbles hmm. because they're extremely packable. They're extremely lightweight. Uh, and it, it really works when you're trying to do a bigger trip and you don't have to worry about trying to cram gear in. It makes it 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 uh, so much more easy. I think, you know, like th- that's a big part. And sort of the next step to that, I think, make a good segue and try to keep this moving is simplicity hmm. uh, is that is that kind of something that you think of something that's relatively simple or, or, or easy to use
0: it's for me I had that under my X factor simplicity is nice um, my own personal preference I don't mind a little bit of complication as long as it's not insanity complication if it's a 700 step process to do something that shouldn't be a 700 step process. Yeah. It's going to be a concern to me if it's just, you know, if it's a couple more steps than something that's a little easier, but I like it better then I may actually go with a couple steps more. That's like, as I said, one of the things I had is an X factor and sometimes it's just something I prefer for whatever reason. And, uh, I'm trying to think of something I have like my multi-tool, uh, it's a multi-tool I prefer over other ones simply because I can use it for one, like use it with one hand or at least they claim you can use it with one hand. Uh, but it's not a very great multi-tool in the long run. It's a Leatherman, which is a good name. I'm not bashing Leatherman, but just this one, it's called the O-H-T. They actually discontinued it after like three years of running it because it had just a magnitude of problems with it, but I still love mine and I have tons of problems with it, (laughs) but I still, Still, always throw it in my bag it's just one of those things i couldn't even imagine going into the woods without it but it's just quirky to me i like it it just just i don't know i have this weird relationship with it and i will continue to use it even though i know i could probably buy a cheap multi-tool that would replace it in a heartbeat and work better i just i can't bring myself to do it and and i think that's the heart of the whole discussion the thought that i had is we have a piece of
1: gear that you know a lot of people might not think of that that's what i want to take But yet, you take it because it somehow fits. It works for you. You know, it may not be the best gear. There may be gear that's lighter, faster, easier, simpler, all these things. But this one works for you.
0: And that's just it. With my multi-tool, it just happened to be that it's convertible from Molly to a belt pouch. And I loved that aspect of it. Could I find other ones that did it? Probably. It's just... This one does it, and I love the way it does it, and it's just convenient. I can snap it off my bag. I think you've seen it on my backpack when we were out there. It sits at the top. I can just flip it off that with one button and throw it on my belt, and now it's with me at all times. And like I said, I know I can get other ones to do it. I just, I like this one. I have no idea other than I just like it. I can't give you an explanation for it at all, and that's my X factor. Sometimes I just have something I like.
1: Yeah. So the one that came to my mind for this is the, a couple weekends ago we went camping. I think it was last weekend. Uh, no, weekend before, I think. We went camping. We went uh, to Long Lake. Um, and uh, me and the wife, we have multiple hammock setups that we can choose. And they're, they're very comparable. One's a one tigress. The other is a brand name called Mosquito Hammock. Uh, the one tigress, I think, may be a, a shade lighter. The tarp itself is physically bigger uh, and, and offers a lot more shelter. The uh, mosquito hammock is the hammock itself is waterproof, where the other one's more breathable, and the tarp is quite a bit smaller. But we took the mosquito hammock, even though it's possibly a little bulkier, it may weigh it a fraction more, and it offers less shelter. So a lot of reasons you may think you wouldn't take it. But I've upgraded so much of it to be so simple. Like, there's no need to tie a knot. I have running press-it knots on my tie-outs. I have whoopee slings on my hammock. Uh, I've got spreader bars for the screen to keep it off. And we're really used to it. We're very comfortable with it. It's reliable. It's bang on every time. Uh, it's it's almost a thoughtless uh, setup for me now. Like I can set it up almost in my sleep in the dark and even when put to a product that's i'm not going to say superior but heavily competitive we tend to go with it and that's one of the things why is because it works it it really does We i know when it gets out there it to be simple it's easy the other one just i haven't modified it to the point there's, there's a need to tie knots my wife isn't as good with knots as i am and knowing that she may have to do some of the work herself, I, ch- I chose a system that was going to be really easy and simple. And that was that was kind of my, my second uh, and possibly one of my, for me, primary things, stuff that works easily and quickly. Uh, you think about a lot of tent systems with poles and be, having to be pegged out can get really complex, mm. even though they're a beautiful system. Our hammocks And to be simple, and I've made mine extremely
0: simple. I'm getting there. I'm getting it simpler. (laughs) Um, No, all excellent points. And kind of rolling off that one, one of the things that fell under my list was comfort. Um, It has to be comfort, not just necessarily like clothing comfort or hammock comfort or something like that. It has to be comfort to you. Uh, And I, I got a prime example. I think it's sitting up there. Yeah, just give me one sec. Oh, and this is what actually spurred this thought for me uh, the very f- first bushcraft gathering i actually won this knife and it's a shred knife and i love everything about it i love the design i love the drop on it i love the metal it's nice and sharp i hate the handle it's got okay. these, like, this weird textured handle on it and it creates hot spots like a bugger, and I mean, I am going to pull that off and put a handle on it of some sort that I like. Eventually, I just haven't got to it. But everything else I love about this knife. But nine times out of ten, it sits up there on that shelf just because I can't get by that. If I have to use it for any amount, it just it, it's done. I, I, it's no good to me. But I, like I said, I absolutely love the knife. I just can't use it. <laughs> so yeah. And aesthetically, it looks awesome. Yeah, like it, it's a nice looking knife, but I don't know what is up with this. Like you it's can pop- see the deep valleys and grooves in that; like they're they're it's, very prominent.
1: I've seen some uh, some blacksmiths. They use that kind of design because it kind of looks like a like it's chiseled, or you know, it, it looks very rough and rugged, and it probably offers okay grip. But yeah, I can see your point. It would definitely be rough on the hands, and I, when I've seen people do it, and use like angle grinders kind of at random points and stuff on a, and it, it just, uh, yeah, it looks cool, but it's functionally going to be a bit of an issue.
0: And I've um, tried taking it so many times to try and get used to it, and I just can't do it. So I, it, uh, it literally sits on my shelf, and it's an awesome knife, except for that.
1: Yes, yeah. and and I agree with you. My my next item on my list was was same as yours is comfort if you're not comfortable using it you know and it's all around it's comfort to move it's comfort to use it's comfort in every way shape and form that an option an item can bring you comfort uh it becomes something that goes into your bag uh some of it's emotional comfort you know just knowing that it gives you that extra security uh or physical comfort like it feels good in the hand or it allows you to sleep better i mean it is an essential thing when you're out there if the food you take all of it really leads to what makes you happy and comfortable out there because if you get out there and you're miserable you're not going to want to do it again and being out You know, doing our bushcrafting thing is an amazing experience and we want to be able to do it. We want to enjoy it. Uh, so it's some of the reason why, I mean, I could push myself further. You could push yourself further for some of the stuff we do, but we we like to enjoy it. We like the comfort. We could go out with, you know, one simple more a knife and be fairly comfortable in, in a trip, but you could take, you know, the hammock, the, good fire starter a few things and it just makes the trip so much nicer
0: mm. and yeah i completely agree comfort is a major part in selecting something and and i just pulled the knife as an example because when i that's what spurred my thought on comfort but like you said it can just be the food you take i know when uh, you and i went camping i brought a couple pieces of chocolate to have with my oatmeal did yeah. i need them no not at all they were completely just comfort foods um I brought a small pillow for my hammock. Same thing. Yeah. Do you need it? No, but I sleep better with it. So yeah. it was just. And it took up room in my pack, like a pretty good ball of room, too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so something. Comfort is a huge deciding factor for me in a lot of my stuff. And as you said, it's not just the physical comfort, it's emotional. It's just the reliability, uh, which is another one that's on minus durability, reliability. Like, you just know it, you've used it, you're used to it, and you just like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, I have, for example, uh, I have a pack uh, that I love the look of it. I love the the shape of it. I love the the molly webbing on it. But I have tested it a few times and found that if it's not packed 100% correctly, it's crippling to me. And I don't think it would be for everyone. Like it, I think it's still—I really do think it's an awesome pack. Just for whatever reason, it doesn't fit me. It doesn't give me that comfort I want. Uh, and uh, but it's it's a nice heavy thing, and it's it kind of goes into what you'd have. But reliability and durability are on my list too. They're they're actually the, the next two. You when you're out there and you're 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 you've chosen gear and you know that you've chosen, like, one piece of gear to be your shelter or one piece of gear to be your your sleeping bag it, or or your knife, you're only taking, like, one primary knife, it's got to be something that's going to survive the trip. It's got to be something that's going to get get you through the trip and get you through it comfortably. If, I mean, I've seen people use shower curtains as tariffs. It works. It's lightweight. It's easy to carry. It And it does work but the grommets are not as strong and it's only a matter of time before it fails. Hmm. Or you can take out a decent still nylon or heavier duty tarp and know that your trip, you're going to be clean and dry the whole trip because you took something that was reliable and durable.
0: And I'm thinking, uh, when I first started hammock, uh, camping went from tent to hammock. I was infamous for grabbing dollar store tarps. And I can't think how many of those just ended up in a ball of garbage because the wind caught them and they destroyed, or uh I accidentally ripped it like they it just did not have the durability or the functionality I needed, and I always tried to skimp, always thought, "Oh, I'm just gonna save a little bit of money, it's a dollar store tarp, even if I wreck it, what am I out? Well, you know what sometimes. It's worth just spending a little extra money. Actually, cost never even made it onto my list because ultimately I'm learning as I go. Cost should be less a factor. I mean, ultimately it's going to be a factor. I would love to buy a $700 super goose down sleeping bag. It's not going to happen. But at a certain point, skimping is just hurting you more than it's actually helping you. It's worth putting in a few extra dollars. You have to find that delicate budget between or sorry, that delicate balance between budget and functionality. But you also can't cut corners on some gear. And the more I do bushcrafting and the more I purchase pre-made gear, the more I'm learning, cough up a little bit extra. You don't have to go high road, but going bottom road very rarely works out well for you. I've only had success with it a handful of times. Let's go with that. It's, yeah, the cheap stuff
1: is in the end gimmicky. Uh, I find like it's it's good to test to see if like you like that style of thing or that shape of thing or or or, or that idea. But it, if you like it, you're probably gonna end up going out and buying the, the more expensive version of it because it's going to generally be and it doesn't have to be the top brand name, like you said, the middle rogue stuff is oftentimes as good or better than top top of line stuff for what we end up using it for. But entry-level bottom stuff usually doesn't perform the way you expect it to. Uh, uh, the example I've seen recently is the cheap ferro rods versus a good mm-hmm. ferro rod. What a difference. The cheap ferro rod is, I mean, it sparks. You can get a fire going with it, yeah. You look at one of those nice expensive ones, it's fine. It gobs a fire, and it seems so much hotter, and, and it just seems like it's so much easier to get the yeah, that good spark, right?
0: And the other thing is the washboard effect. Do you find that with the cheap ferro rods? If they're the yeah. bigger ones, like you're fingering up, you get that washboard thing.
1: Uh, thing to go.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the technical term is, but I have, like, I bought uh, a ferro rod that's like the size of my thumb, one of those half-inch ones, and yeah. big, and I think I got it for, like, six bucks. And I'm like, why would anybody pay more for these? Well, I used it for about a month, and I know why you pay more for them. Because that washboard effect or the jibbing or whatever you want to call it is just atrocious on it. Like so bad you can't actually get a spark off it because it's like dragging it down a a comb or something like that. I have to take and file that jibbing off it so I can actually get a flush spark off it. So prime example, little bit more money would have went a long way on that. And I find it really soft. Uh, my good one, I have one the size of my thumb. That's good. And that's what I was trying to replicate was this thing because I bought one for, I think like $30 and I got one for six bucks or something like that. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to buy the $6 one. And between the jibbing and the softness, like one stroke is, you can literally see it chewing through the material. Yeah. So it's only going to last maybe a 10th of the time. So I'm going to like, if, even if you look at it in that aspect, I'm going to buy 10 of them, which is going to be $60 versus the $130 one. So ultimately yeah. in the end sometimes, it pays to pay. It oftentimes
1: does. and I, I mean I've, I've had some success with cheaper stuff. Uh, I bought one of the knockoff versions of the, the bush buddy stove the, the, the wood gas stove seems to work fine. Yeah. Uh, and even if it didn't, it was cheap enough that I had to mod- if I had to modify it, I still wouldn't feel like I was out anything. Uh, but oftentimes you will find that the, you know, the brand name, the better, br- the, the more expensive one doesn't require the additional modifications, isn't going to take some of your time and your experimenting they They tend to work better, quicker, faster. You know what I mean? Like the, it's, they put that extra fit and finish into it that, that makes the difference in use.
0: Exactly. It's saving you time and effort.
1: Yeah. And your time and effort is worth something. Um, but the lessons learned on the other side is also worth something. So I think you get something out of a lot of things, but in the end, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you, uh, cheap wasn't on my list. Uh, I do tend to make that mistake still.
0: Um, and I think we're all guilty for it, to be honest with you, Ben, I don't think there's a person out there in the bushcrafting world or just in the real world that hasn't tried to save a few dollars going, I'll buy the cheap one. It'll probably do and realize that it probably bit them in the end. So, but it's human nature. You know what I mean? Money is hard to get. We work hard for our money. We always try to save on it. So I'm probably going to do it again.
1: So here's a question. I I know it didn't end up on my list, but I I know it's high on a lot of people's list. Where does aesthetics And by that, I mean look and style fit into your gear.
0: Let me answer this with a question to you, Ben. Do you remember I spent an entire day wearing nothing but long johns because I was too lazy to get dressed? Aesthetics don't fall very high on my list, honestly. Like I am not an aesthetically pleasing person because... I don't really have a reason why it's not, but I, I take functionality over aesthetics any day of the week, 100%. I couldn't care less the way it looks as long as it does the job I want it to. Now, if I get the benefit of it looks neat and does the job, it, awesome. But I will give up aesthetics. It can look like the dorkiest piece of crap on the planet if it does the job I need it to. That's just me.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm fairly similar. I've noticed the like... – you go on Amazon, I was looking at uh, sleeping bags there today, just because it came up on sale, and I don't really need more, I want more, but I don't need more. You always
0: uh, need more, Ben. We've had this discussion. <laughs> but, there was like a $20 difference
1: in colors. Like, if you were willing to go with orange or blue, it was $5, $10 cheaper than black and gray, and then there was another one that was even more expensive, and it was just like, really? Like, It's the same sleeping bag, same insulation, same size, same compactability. Everything's identical. Does color really matter that much? It's not like anyone sees your sleeping bag. Like it's, you know.
0: I don't know. Like I I know exactly what you're talking about. I was looking, once again, sleeping bags. I think the red one was $30 cheaper than the green one or the camel one. Yeah. Is that just supply and demand? Maybe one of you guys out there listening to us can give us a little insight on this. Why would you pay significantly more money for something that does the exact same job as something that pays a little less? Is aesthetics really worth it? Do you gain something out of that? Does it make you feel better in the woods? That's my question to you listening to us. Why don't you let us know what aesthetics do for you? Because I do know there is people out there, 100%. like All their stuff matches. It is prim proper like looks is very important and i if that's your thing great it just isn't for me well i was
1: watching uh you know long wolf uh 902's video he's talking about his smoky hut and he's got the white one
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there's a coyote version of it and he was talking about when he was in it the white one filters the light beautifully so when you're in there It passes more light. He would really like to see the difference of the cavity because he thinks it would block more light. And that I can see because there's a functionality to the two different colors, especially where he does a lot of videoing and stuff, and it's going to add or subtract depending on how it works with his camera gear. But then uh, packs and stuff, like some guys love camo. It's all camo, or some guys love the military molly gear, and then other people love the more... You know, like just what looks like a a, a school backpack or whatever, and I see points to some of it. Like if you're into stealth camping, all military camo gear sounds like it's the thing you want because once you're in there, you're you're almost invisible. The reality is, going in, you look like uh, you know,
0: you look some, like you stick out like a sore thumb, like a crazy person going into the woods. Like, <laughs> not to not to be offensive it's, to anyone. No, but it, it,
1: it leaves an impression to someone. So, you know, like, You know, it looks like someone going to do self camping, where the guy who may have taken what looks like a school backpack or like a picnic basket type system, they're like, he's going in for an hour. You wouldn't think that guy's going in for a long period of time. So I see where the aesthetics plays to the to the style of camping there. But I, I've never really cared the color of my tarp or the color of my sleeping bag as long as the functionality works, uh, sometimes the color is part of the function. We talked the other day about hunting and and stuff and there's hunters in the area. Having something that stands out might actually provide you a certain level of protection where camel may not be your friend, uh, And the joke was there, if you're virtually invisible and someone sees emotion, it's much more likely they could misinterpret you as a as the game they're looking for. Uh, So there is. But no, I have to say, like the things we mentioned, I think they're somewhat similar is you're looking for something. that's sort of easy to take into the woods that when we know we get there, it's going to work. It's going to be somewhat easy to set up and, and function well. In in multiple environments because we don't know what we're going to end up in, um, and and I think it, it comes down to the actual equipment, but sometimes even our, our choice of style. Like you choose your your machete, your machete would give you some functionality I think that your your axe doesn't give. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to use it more like a draw knife to smooth out a piece of material, an axe is very difficult to do that with.
0: Nope, your blade works great. And I yeah. have done that. Perfect example. Yeah. Like my, this little
1: ax here, I only have four inches, if that. You know, maybe three and three quarters of actual cutting surface. And there's no way I'm going to be able to, to grab that and get make a good drop action. I mean, you can do it for small pieces, but a machete is going to give you a more of a, an option. Uh, your multi-tool gives you multiple tools in something that's physically the same size as a as a a smaller something
0: yeah i can throw it in my pocket my multi-tool for me is i use my multi-tool to make other tools and for i got that in my head and it does the job well once again i'm used to it it just works i know the saw is on there so i can make either a bigger saw or do notches like it it's just it works it makes tools for me but, uh, and that's, that's a perfect segue into my last thing on my list. I try to look for things that serve more than one purpose because it kind of ties in with the rest of it. Uh, if I can have one item that does multiple things, that means I don't need the other items and I'm willing to sack once again, sometimes I'm willing to sacrifice combining one item that does three things. Okay. Then taking the three things that do their individual things. Well, if I can get away with it, because it's cutting down on weight, it's cutting down on bulk. And sometimes I just enjoy something that does things multiple uses, even if I have to put in that little bit of extra effort.
1: And sometimes those those things that save you four or five spots, that allows for that one comfort item that you might not normally need. Like I have a little foldable chair that that I have that I, I, I'm starting to really build in a a liking to, but when I go on a trip, I think it's, it's not a necessity. Like I have the hammock I can sit in if I need to, or I'll sit on a rock or I can just, if it gets cold, I can bunch up my, my, my life jacket or my jacket and stick under me, but it's nice to have that.
0: Uh, I was kind of jealous on our trip. I was jealous. My butt was getting sore sitting on that rock all day. Not going to yeah. lie.
1: Uh, yeah. And last, uh, one of my last trips, everyone had one. Uh, uh, Gary and and Jeremy both have one, so that was kind of neat. Uh, but my very last trip, I went with the, my my wife and kids. They don't have ones yet, and uh, I say yet yeah, because they will. Uh, <laughs> but I left it because I didn't want to be the only one with one. You know what I mean? Like it's
0: yeah. At certain points, I could see that being a little tricky, especially with the family. Yeah. But, uh, I try
1: to match our gear so it's somewhat comparable because you don't want to make someone feel they have significantly less than the other or significantly better or worse gear. It makes a feeling of
0: inequity, I feel. You know what? I have to agree with you on that one. I don't know if it's relevant to our topic or not, but soon we're talking about it. I have actually left gear in my bag in group trips because I was the only one with something. And yeah. instead of being like, the, unless it's something that we can all use, but it, yeah. when it comes to the comfort item, sometimes I've just been like, no, nah, I'm not going to be that guy and just leave it at the bottom of my bag. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking something as simple as like a sitting pad, which yeah. is great. But if nobody has it and everybody's complaining about their butts hurting or being cold and you're like suckers, well, now you're that guy. And even yeah. if you're not that guy, you feel like that guy.
1: Well, and even if you offer it, then they're like, well. No, I can't take because then you're going to be uncomfortable. So then everyone's just awkwardly not using the one piece of gear that they could make everyone happier if they just would share it. But, uh. but
0: Yeah, no, yeah. So I, I completely understand trying to balance your gear. And when you go out in a, uh, a group environment, it's nice to see different gear. But at the same time, like you said, you kind of have to at least be on an even playing field or it, it has the potential to create awkwardness. If you're out with some buddies and you get along really well, then – it's not so much of an issue, potentially. But if you're out in a big group and you only know some of them or you don't know them really well, you can create some awkward situations where there might be a a, a hint of resentment, if you will.
1: Yeah, well, sort of a similar type story. Um, went on a trip to a lake. Um, and nobody really talked about it too much. And the conversations before we left was were... were Weren't as much as I, I might have chosen. And everyone except one guy decided to take fishing gear. So when we're out uh, like there fishing, one guy's sort of sitting there without fishing gear and he's kind of like, well, someone should have mentioned it to me. And maybe we should have, but maybe you should have thought of it or should, you could have asked. I mean, mm. in the end though, it does make everyone a little uncomfortable that like somebody's being left out. Someone can't participate fully because it wasn't, you know, the gear wasn't all there. Uh, so it's, it is one of those things, you know what I mean? Uh, but sort of, it is kind of, so it's it's something I don't think was on either of our list. But I guess we take gear that's going to kind of keep us on an even playing field with, with the type of people we're going. So we're all kind of on the same plane, you know what I mean? Like, uh, if I was going to do a trip with you, we, we would most likely just discuss a little bit of it, what we're planning on doing and what we're planning on taking. So we're we're going on a fairly similar trip. Uh, if we just said, let's get together and go camping and you show up with a $50,000 fifth wheel trailer and I show up with my hammock, it's going to be disproportionate. It's not going to be the same trip. We're, we're, we're going to meet up at a place and be like, oh, I thought we were bash bushcraft camping. You're like, oh, I thought we were just camping.
0: <laughs> no, it... it, it. It's very true. I mean, I guess that comes back to uh a a topic we did before and that's the pre planning communication. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's it's probably important to be on the list. Try not to especially if you're group camping or something like that. Um for me I try to keep on a level playing field. Just like yeah. you said. I I don't want to be that guy. Nobody wants to be that person. No. Well, uh, there's a handful of people out there that strive to be that person, honestly, but the majority of us don't want to be that person.
1: Well, and, and there is a little bit of a flip side to this, and and that is if you get a cool piece of gear that you kind of want to share share and show, and you know that the other guys will be interested in it, that's really cool to bring, too. Uh, I was on a trip a little while ago, and a guy brought just just a different piece of gear that was similar to what we had, but just so much different, and it was he gave us all a chance to play with it and stuff, and it was really awesome. Uh, so there is a time when you, when you have gear that's potentially at you know, a few levels above what everyone else has that it's really cool to see and, and, and get the, the feel of it. Is that something I'd like to try? But it's really nice to know up front that that's what's coming, and it's, that's what's kind of involved
0: in it. Yeah, and generally when something like that comes along, my experience has been you tend to get a heads up. Like, oh, I'm going to bring this so you can try it. Yeah. And then you're not going in and getting blindsided by it. Mm. But, um, yeah, so I, I guess for me, I covered most of the topics wh- how I decide gear. And I think, honestly, if anybody sat down and thought, oh, my fax machine's going off again, good. <laughs> I think if anybody sat down, they'd probably come up with similar lists because humans are creatures of habit. We all strive to be uniform even when we're trying not to be uniform. And very similar thought processes go into things. So if nothing else, maybe with our conversation, we got other people just rolling the ideas around in their head, why they take their own gear. And I bet a lot of the topics are the same. There's going to be some differences because there is personal preferences in there, but a vast majority of them are going to be very similar. I
1: I would be willing to bet. And, and and this is an interesting one. If you look at a lot of people's cook kits, you will find either K- cook kits that were bought that were all, like, st- you know, st- stackable, uh, you know, one piece fits into the next, so it's nesting. all nice. and huh? Nesting, yes, yeah. nesting. Or, in my case, I've built kits mm-hmm. of parts that were all bought separate, totally different companies, but a big push was that one piece nests into the next, so I have stoves that fit into my my pots and I have a cup that fits into the stove and it all nests together and it just works. And it's really important because it goes right back to your simplicity, to your packability, your weight and, and and everything. Like it, it meets those criteria. When you find a piece of of kit that fits in your gear, does what you know it needs to do. And it's, it's going to make it through the trip time and time again. It's, it becomes really a piece of beloved gear, regardless of what it costs or where you found it or how you got it. It's something that works. And I think that's something that you can't really put a, a, a overall title on, but you, we take gear that works and it works because it meets the, those basic criteria of being able to be taken easily and used and know that it's, it's going to do what you need it to do. Uh, you take a piece of gear that's kind of iffy or, or, Unreliable, you might as well leave it home. We, what was I say before? One is none, two is one. Yep. Uh, one piece of reliable gear is one piece of reliable gear. Uh, the Moira knives, I, I have one here, I had a couple. I have a couple here actually. It was something to compare it and I will just briefly talk about this. I have a, a Garmin knife. Garmin? Roman. 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 It is like a knife. Right
0: by the spine. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It is a nice, it's, it's fairly thick, not overly thick, I don't like overly thick knives. Solid knife, works well. You know, it's one of my nicer, expensive knives. Uh, it's an awesome knife. Not dissonant in the least. More a knife. Sim, similar in a lot of ways. Fraction of the cost. I think this thing, I bought it in seconds and still like 50 bucks. I think you pay almost 100 for some of these. You buy these 20 bucks. Honestly? Head to head, go in the woods, either one's gonna operate almost identical. Yeah, they're both gonna cut well, they both hold an edge decently well. Uh, is known to be reliable and cheap, but it works. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of it. It's, it works, uh, and you don't really have to worry about it, but I'll take it. Not, even though it's cheap, I know it's gonna, you know, come, come through the trip over and over again. Um, would I not take This knife? No, I've often taken this knife. I've taken both, and I've enjoyed both of them. Uh, But when you start to weigh it out, it's a little bit lighter. It's a little bit easier to pack. It fits onto your belt quicker and easier. It has a lot of simplicity. And in the end, it's oftentimes the one I'll grab over what's technically a slightly better superior knife. Uh,
0: But that comes back to superiority. Superior, superior, you know the word I'm trying to say, superiority isn't always the number one thing it's doesn't it meet your need yeah. and doesn't fit well with you. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's probably a good spot to wrap this up. We did kind of jump a little far in there, but I think it was good. It was relevant. Yeah. So, uh, and you summed it up perfectly there. So I'm not even going to add any more onto that, but I will leave everybody with a question. What do you look for in gear that you take with you? Let us know, shoot us a comment, shoot us a message, uh, either on Facebook, YouTube, our webpage, email, whatever you want. We love to hear from you, and just let us know, what do you look for in gear that you take with you? Uh, Other than that, that's it for me. Uh, It's been a good night. I think we covered a lot of stuff as factually as we could. To me, this was one of the, uh, I'm not going to say better topics, but one of the better topics. You know what I mean? It was, it's, it's relevant to anybody going in the woods as where some of our stuff is sometimes a little more specific, specific. Bit. Yeah. So anyway, that's it for me. I hope everybody has a good night. Same thing. Get out there in the woods, get dirty, have fun, play safe. And uh, until next week.
1: Yeah. It's a beautiful time of year. Get out there people. It's, it is a great time of year to get out and see it. The leaves are starting to change and it is gorgeous out there. Anyways, hopefully see you all next week.